Welcome to Episode 5 of The Weight Coach with Joanne Philomena from JoanneTheLifeCoach.com. Hello, listeners. I'm so glad to be back talking to you. I had to take a, a small bit of time off because I came back from California after the holidays with a cold, and it would have sounded very strange to you podcasting, um, but I'm recovering. It wasn't a bad cold, and I really bounced back pretty quick from it. It just made my voice extremely gravelly, which might have actually been a good sound. I don't know. Maybe I should have tried a podcast with that. Anyway, today I want to talk to you all about quantum decision, something that I've been blogging about, researching about, testing myself. Um, you know, I asked myself that question, when we decide that we're going to say, go on a diet, okay? Okay, and we're going to follow that diet to the letter. We're motivated. It all clicks and we just do it. And when we first start doing it, we think this is really pretty easy and it's fun. And why haven't I eaten this way my whole life? Why did I wait so long? This isn't bad at all. It's because we were so fired up. And where did that fire come from? When you've got that fire, you're motivated for just about anything. But how do you get there? And I realized that there were times in my life that I would just make this click in my head, like dropping a hammer on something that I was just going to make the decision and do it. And it was not the normal decision-making process where you you kind of want to, you know you should, you're really thinking about it, you even start planning for it now, you kind of move into that next phase of the process and you start looking at maybe if, if you're making the decision, you really want to lose some weight, you're looking at different diets, you're thinking about exercise programs, but you're not really there yet. That big, long process. And when I've made that quantum decision, it's not been that big, long process. Sure, maybe I was feeling for a while like I really should, really want to, um, but then bam, I just become it. It's, it's, I look back at my life. I looked at when I quit smoking the last time. The first, I quit smoking twice in my life. The first time I quit smoking was more about that first process I talked about where you, you know, you should, you start to want to, you really think, ah, you know, I really need to do this. And so you tackle it, you make a plan for it, you start doing it. And I succeeded with it. But I have to tell you, it was grueling. It was like trying to kick hardcore drugs, which many people say quitting smoking is worse than kicking a hardcore drug. I mean, I felt awful. People would come up to me and say, wow, you haven't had a cigarette in three days. Don't you feel fantastic? And my response would be, no, I feel like crap. <laughs> I haven't had a cigarette in three days. So, it, you know, it was pretty awful. And it did work for a while, I had actually quit smoking for seven years until I found myself in a completely new situation, very stressful situation, and living with another smoker. And um, in short order, I finally said, oh, God, give me a cigarette. And I started smoking again. The second time I quit smoking was over a decade ago. So it seems to have taken this time. 
But the second time was totally different. I remember I was out front putting up Christmas lights. I was, you know, stringing nets of Christmas lights over my bushes and tying um, pine boughs on the handrails of my porch, all that good stuff. And I kept having to stop and come in and have a cigarette. I could only stay out there working for a certain period of time. And it was really kind of like almost an all-day project. But I kept having to quit, come inside where it's warm, sit down and have a cigarette. And I was getting annoyed at myself about that. It was like, why can't I just work straight through and get this done? God, why do I keep stopping to smoke? And I looked at my ashtray and it was messy. (laughs) I was annoyed with that because I, I hate messiness. It's a distraction and I can't handle that. So... At that point, I really became just really fed up with smoking. And I decided I was done. I was done. The hammer just dropped. Bam, quantum decision. I'm not doing this anymore. If I'm worried about the process of withdrawal, I shouldn't be because apparently the whole day trying to put up the Christmas decor outside, I was going through a process of withdrawal. Because every time I would finish my cigarette and go outside and start doing some more work, I would work for a while. But pretty soon, the withdrawal from nicotine was getting to me. And I would need to come back inside and have another cigarette. So I decided no more. Just no more. And when I quit that time, it was so easy. It was frightening. It was mind-blowing to me. Sure, for a couple days, I think I sucked on lemon drops, you know. I didn't go get nicotine gum and all that junk that I did the first time. I um, just decided I wasn't doing it, and it really was easy to quit, and I've just never looked back. No reason to even want a cigarette again because I'm done. So, How do you move from that place of thinking, you know, I really should do this. I really want to do this. I'm tired of my clothes in my closet not fitting me right anymore. I've got all these cute clothes stashed away that I can't fit into anymore. But how do you light that fire that makes you cross the line? And that's something I recently came across moving from all that want and should into making it a must. And I think that's what clicked in my head the last time I quit smoking was I no longer wanted to quit smoking. I no longer felt like I should quit smoking. I knew I had to quit smoking. That was it. It became a must. And there was no going back from that moment on. So when you're thinking it over, but you don't feel it in your gut, you don't have that emotional drive to make that big jump. How do you find that tipping point to push you over to make that decision? And I think what it is, is when you find all the pain associated with your present state, that's what I did the day I quit smoking. i Just, there was so much pain associated with smoking. I couldn't even stay out there to get the stupid lights up. There was a dirty ashtray in my living room. My favorite chair smelled like cigarette smoke. The pain was just compounding. 
When you find all the pain associated with your present state, you need to reinforce this in your mind, in your gut. How much is the extra weight making you feel unhappy? What pain is it causing you? Is it harder to get around? Are you not comfortable in your own skin? Do you have sweaters that you just don't even put on anymore because it's too embarrassing because it shows that bulge at your waistband? How much pain? For me, I get in so much pain if I'm eating too much. I tend to do all my overeating in the evening. Don't ask me why, <laughs> but evening is my time. And I go to bed with too much food in my stomach. So my stomach is acidy and sick all the time. And I'm uncomfortable in bed and I can't sleep right. You just get fed up with overeating and feeling horrible. Once you can pile on that emotional pain and you are continuing to try and bury all that emotional pain by eating, you're just not even acknowledging it, stop and acknowledge it. Get into it. Think about all the ways that it causes you pain in your life right now. All that you agonize over. Because once you get that in your head, and you get that pain on a, from a scale of 1 to 10, up there to a 10, then you're going to drop the hammer. Because you, we, our psychology is we will do anything to get out of pain. We really will. What we are wired for is pleasure. So you have to pile up the pain on one side of the scale and start building the pleasure on the other side. So that you know, once you do this, you're going to have the pleasure of putting on those cute clothes again. You're going to have the pleasure of being confident in your body. You're going to have the pleasure of getting up on a summer morning and just throwing on whatever light clothes or the first things you grab in your closet and sail out the door without even giving a thought to, how do I look? Does it make me look fat? Does this show my butt? Does this, all that chatter that goes on in our head, how much energy does that drain? How wonderful would it feel to have that just turned off? Then you can get there. First, you have to change your state. Tony Robbins even says you have to change your physiology. Changing your state, how you stand, your facial expression, how you're breathing. He talks about that in terms of if you think of somebody depressed and they stand kind of a little hunched over, their head is down, they're looking down, they're breathing shallow. And if your physiology is that way, yeah, you start to feel depressed. But if you stand straight up and bring your chin up, take some deep breaths, jump up and down a few times, scream hallelujah to yourself, you start to change your physiology and it changes your emotional state. You can't be depressed if you're jumping up and down screaming or just yelling anything stupid because it starts to bring your energy up. Change your physiology. Look back on all that pain that's just built up in your life. And when you can get that pain to a 10, and you are ready to just reach out for the pleasure, the decision will be made. You, it will become a must 
you know that you have to do it. There's just no looking back. And you step over that line. You step over that line. Does the pounds drop off your body immediately? No. Do you become the person who will be the one who has lost all those pounds? Yeah. You immediately become that person. You're just forever changed. And once you step over that line and you are changed to that person that has already lost the weight in your head, the weight comes off because you just can't tolerate it anymore. And it's not who you are anymore. You've made that quantum decision. You've turned it into a must. You can do that. And do you deserve to do that? Oh, heck yes. Heck yes. One of my mentors, one of my recent mentors, Brooke Castillo, who I've learned a lot from about coaching, and I still continue to learn from Brooke. She recently said something that just stopped me in my tracks. She said, what you want matters. It matters. It really matters. You better believe what you want matters because that's the direction of your evolution. If you're going to grow in life, you're going to be growing as a result of what you want, because you're moving towards that. So happy 2016, sweet 16 this year, people. Let's make it happen for us and start moving into who it is we want to be. So find that motivation. Thank you for joining me today. If you want to learn more, go to my website at joannthelifecoach.com. You can click on my blogs and read more. Leave me some comments. Let me know you're out there. I'd love to hear from you. Until then, remember what you want really matters.